Amen. Exodus chapter number 10. Exodus chapter number 10. Sure is good to see you. And I'll let you stand just a minute and, uh, and stretch your legs. I know what time it is. Amen. But that's all right. We start, we start at 7 o'clock on Sunday nights where I'm at. And so I'm, I'm not even in the pulpit by now. So I'm all right. Eh? And guess what? If you go home, all you're going to do is get you something to eat and uh, sit down and be lazy. That's what you're going to do. And so let's just enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Amen. And I appreciate this church. And I told them when I was coming in, I said, if they run me off from Little Elkin, I'm going to come to Calvary and I'm going to be on the hospitality team. Praise God. Yep. And I'm going to be the coffee judger. Amen. And if you can see through it, it's not good. We're going to have to do something to it. Amen. Amen. But we're here just for a couple uh, evenings with you all and going to be talking on the family. And that is the topic for the evening. And our fixed point of reference is the Word of God. Amen. And I'll stay there if you'll stay with me. How about it? If I don't, I might get off somewhere to bring you back and then I'll get back in it. Amen. That's all right. Sure is good to see some friends with Jacob, different ones here. And I was sitting back there next to Wisdom. Amen. I need that. Amen. And so I hope it rubbed off on me, brother. Amen. Sure is good to see our friends, Brother Josh, Miss Tiffany, and their family from the church. We love them. Some of our dearest friends. I'm glad they came uh, to, to be here with us. And this ordination service, what a blessing. Amen. Glad I was to be a part of it. These young, young men, they're my age. That's why I said that. Amen. <laughs> And so I appreciate them. Before I get started here in the Exodus, I want to hit just a couple of things. We're having, uh, we're having a church choir workshop there at the church, July 16th and 17th. And we want y'all to come. Amen. Why? Because y'all can sing, praise God. Amen. And so we're going to break up into the church and have different parts sitting in different places. Uh, myself and uh, Connor Williams, Ryan Marlowe. Forster Myers and my music teacher Jim Burns is coming in and you will want to be here. We're going to have a good time July 16th. That's a Friday evening. We'll start at 6, 6.30 and uh, we'll just go into the evening until hey man, somebody gets tired of singing or somebody dies and then we'll, we'll come back on Saturday and uh, we'll start off at 10 o'clock on Saturday and we'll break for lunch. Everything's going to be provided there. Then we'll come back and go to about 3 o'clock and so we want y'all to come and so uh, we're going to go ahead and put this in y'all's bulletin up on the screen each time until then. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, man. And so, no, but uh, we want you to come, all right? And uh, if you just like to be around singing, you're going to want to be here, and we're going to have a good time. Then also, we're having our Summer Jubilee coming up in August, and uh, August the uh, uh, 11th through the 14th, Brother Todd McKeon, uh, Brother Brian Cardwell, Brother Brad Williams. Pastor Steve Pope, amen, is going to be there. And so you will not want to miss that. The Williams family will be singing. My family will be singing. Uh, the daughters of Calvary will be singing. Then the Agee family will be singing uh, that week as well. So you will not want to miss it, amen. We'll have a good time. Hey, I'm glad to be at church, amen. amen. I love church. A couple things. I'm going to give a couple references through uh, through all this. Listen, I'm not here because I know I know all about this family thing. I, I, I'm here because I know where I've messed up, Amen. And what not to do. Amen. So I'm going to give you a couple of books that will help you. How about it? J.C. Ryle put out a book. He's not alive. Amen. He was in the 1800s. And so he's got a book here. I've got a signed copy if anybody would. I'm kidding. <laughs> Y'all get there. Amen. It's called Duties of Parents, all right? Duties of Parents. I don't have a bunch of these for anybody to get, but you bunch of cheapskates, go buy it yourself. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can go to thriftbooks.com or Gullians or something like that. And a great book for parents. Uh, young, listen, this is just a good book all around. Another one is The Ten Traps of Television. Oh, yes, preacher, are you one of them preachers? 
Yes, I am. And so come, come. Ten Traps of Television. First book ever read by a woman, praise God. Miss Francie Taylor put this out, and I've read it three times. You will, it'll open your eyes. It really will. That one-eyed devil that sits in your home that sucks up all your attention, your family, and your youngins, and, and you sit there looking like a catfish sucking off of a drain pipe. Listen, this will help you. This will help you, 10 Traps of Television. And then I've got one more book, probably the, the best book other than the, the Word of God, uh, The Home by Stenet Ballou. Amen. Amen. And so if you don't have a copy of this, you need $6, folks, $6. You can buy this book, uh, not this one, uh, but you can go online or you can go down here to Gullians. Y'all aren't far from Gullians. Amen. You can go to Gullians and uh, you can get this book on The Home. And this will help you. This will help you home. And you say, but preacher, all my youngins have grew up this this will still help you. Amen. And so I'm going to do that a couple, uh, a couple books each night. Amen. Let's look here in Acts. This preacher said he preached on worship this morning. And you won't believe. You, brother, if you preached on worship this morning, you won't believe where I'm going. And, uh, and whenever he said that, I about had a shouting fit uh, because the Lord will help you. Amen. And I don't know about you, but coming here is like a, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous and excited and all that all into one. I want to give you my best. Amen. I want to give the Lord his best. What I want to do. And, uh, and, and I said, well, Lord, this is, this is where I'm going. Is this going to be all right? And so I've questioned, and, and whenever the preacher called us, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, uh, uh, we were doing a study at the church, and this came into my mind. And so uh, the Lord was working. I'm still, Lord, is this right? And then when he said that tonight, I said, hey, man, it's going to be all right. Hey, man. Amen. Let's all stand. Can we stretch? I might preach an hour and a half too. And don't look at it. I'm serious. Amen. And so you want to stretch out. I told Tap, I said, I can't. I told you, preacher, bro, I don't know how long this is going to take. He said, you got liberty. And I said, well, that's over. Praise God. And so if you was at the marriage conference with us, listen, uh, uh, they don't video you there. And so, but I've got to remember that, you know, and, I, and, and you, that'll get you in trouble, Brother Justin. And so I'm trying to remember that. Amen. As a matter of fact, my kids made a card and said, Daddy, you're on. No, they did. And so, amen. Don't do that, right? But let's look here at Exodus chapter number 10. I'm going to read the verse, uh, first 11 verses. The Bible says, the Lord said unto Moses. I like that already, don't you? Amen. God speaks to his people. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. There's three that's there in verse number two. That's the reason why he gave these plagues. You can look at that and you, you can preach that somebody later. Amen. Verse number three, and Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me, questions his character there. Let my people go that they may serve me. First time he said that was Exodus 5 1. And he says, Hey, I want you to come to the wilderness and worship, right? Sacrifice, have a feast. That's what he's saying. I've eaten pretty good tonight, haven't you? Amen. That choir got to sing and praise God. And I, I was getting filled up. Amen. Then the sis came up here and she just started crying and, brought, and the Lord kept feeding me. Amen. And this is what he, where are we at here? He says, verse number four, else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow when I bring the locust into thy coast, they shall cover the face of the earth. One cannot be able to see the earth. One commentary said it could be six to eight inches thick. 
on the ground. Ain't that something? And he says this, they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail. They already had the hail. He said, whatever the hail hadn't, hadn't destroyed, the locusts go eat it. And they shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. And they shall fill thy houses and the house. Y'all got stink bugs? Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do with the message. I just wonder if y'all had them. He said, they shall fill thy houses and the houses of all thy servants and the houses of all the Egyptians. Which neither, look what he says here, your daddy nor your daddy's daddy seen it. Ain't that what he says? I know it's fathers or father's fathers. Since the day that they were upon the earth until this day, and he turned himself out and he went out from faith. I mean, you get this, get this bit. Y'all with me there in Egypt? And here the Lord comes to Moses there and said, hey, I need y'all go over here and tell him this again. And I'm already going to tell you, he ain't going to let him go. I've hardened his heart and I've given him what he wanted, but go do this anyways. How'd you like to do that? Hey, preacher, go preach to them. They ain't going to listen to you. They ain't going to come to the altar. They're going to turn you off. Would you go? Moses did, didn't he? But then after he told them what was going to happen, right, your daddy's daddy hadn't seen it. And then it says he turned himself. He just, he just left. Hey, Pharaoh, if you don't let God's people go, he's going to send locusts six to eight inches thick. They're going to fill up your house. It's going to be a nasty mess. And whatever hell hadn't destroyed, it's gonna, they're going to eat up every tree, everything. It's green. You hear that? I mean, honestly, don't even give him, don't, don't even give him, I like that, amen. You, listen, you give somebody truth of what God's word said, don't worry about what they say, just give it to them, praise God. He said, if Pharaoh's servants said unto him, how long shall this man be a snare unto us? I mean, we're talking about wise counsel here. Lord, how long is he going to do this? Let the men go, that they may serve their God, the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? Don't you know we're in a mess here? Y'all don't know this, these plagues have happened. Oh, my, they've already turned the water to the blood. Sit frogs, lice, flies, hail, locusts now's coming. Uh, they think that it could have happened around, it took about nine months' time. So you think everything's better. Nope, here comes another plague. And then he says this in verse 8, Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go, amen, serve the Lord your God. But who are they that shall go? Moses said, well, well uh, we will go with our young and with our old. With our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds, will we go? For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. He said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go. And your little ones, look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now, ye that are men, serve the Lord, for, for that ye did desire, and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Let's pray. Father, we need you. Help us now. And I pray, God, the Holy Spirit, you'd arrest the attention of the hearers. And you do that work that I cannot do, and that's change us, transform us, make us just like Jesus. We need you. Our homes need you. America needs you. I pray that you do a work tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated this evening. I want to go, uh, I'm just going to give you this outline real quick. If I can, I'm going to try to stick to my notes unless I have to run a rabbit. And Dad told me you can run a rabbit if it's got meat on it. So that's the only time I'm going to run it. And uh, but I'm going to try to stick to this. Amen. But number one, we see this, the call from God. Now, we read that at the first of this chapter. We read that in, in chapter 5, verse number 1, chapter 7, verse 16, chapter 8, verse number 1, chapter 9, verse number 1. What is that? The Lord says, uh, let them go. Let my people. 
people go. Uh, they're slaves here in a foreign land. They're over there in Goshen, and it's time that they're let go. Amen. Y'all know this story. This is Bible school time. Uh, they, they become slaves in a foreign land. Uh, their labor has been increased, and now the Lord raises up a man named Moses to come and lead his children out of Egypt. So this call from God was fourfold, really. It was to surrender to God's word. And that's why it says, the, the Lord has said, let my people go. It's a call of salvation from the world and its destruction. It's a call to separate from the world, which Egypt is a picture of the world. And it's also a, a, a picture, it's a call to sacrifice to the Lord in the wilderness. So I'm not going to preach that. Y'all know what that is. Amen. And so we see the call from God. But number two, uh, we see a compromise from Pharaoh. Pharaoh, his heart became hardened and he would recant every time. He would call him in and say, okay, go. Uh, okay, I, I, I've changed my mind. Uh, just change this. Uh, allow the Lord, make the Lord stop this plague. And so uh, Moses would go out. The Lord would hear his prayer and he'd stop the plague. And then all of a sudden, man, Pharaoh would just like recant. He would, he would, he would renege is what we would say. He would say, no, I, I, I'm letting my heart be hardened and I'm not going to let the people go. And so he would recant and he would disobey the word of God. Well, then uh, we see here in the scripture that he starts to compromise with Moses. And that's what I want to look at tonight is his compromising attempts. Number one, he tries to compromise. Look in chapter number eight. I'm just going to give you some of these. I, I've got to get this one place, but I've got to give you some. You know, it's kind of like you go to the store, but you got to stop and get gas and something to eat on the way. That's kind of how this is. In chapter number eight, verse number 25, he's compromising the place of worship. Look what he says. Pharaoh called for Moses in verse number 25 of chapter number 8. And he said, go ye sacrifice to your God in the land. Moses said, it's not meat to do. For we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. Lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes? Will they not stone us? And he says this in verse 27. We will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he shall command us. Can I tell you what he was doing? He was tempting Moses to compromise the plain word of God. God's word was and God's word is very clear. Moses, I want you to come. I want you to bring these people and go to Pharaoh bring them a three days journey into the wilderness. And now he's compromising this. This is how Satan works. He tries and manipulates the plain word of God uh, to make it seem okay to them that are sinning. And so he tempt to, he, he's tempting him to compromise the word of God. But then he's tempting him to compromise the place of worship. Here's what he says. Look what he says in verse number 25. He says, go sacrifice to your God in the land. Go to Goshen. Don't go a three days journey. Go to Goshen. Now here's what he's saying. I've got to get there. Pharaoh is saying this. Hey, stay over in Goshen and worship. Stay in a part of Egypt and worship. But God already said, look, come out three days journey into the wilderness and worship. We would say it like this in New Testament. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. Listen, this is why the world is influencing and infiltrating the family and the church. Churches are becoming more like the world and families are adapting and adopting the customs of the world. Y'all know that? What? Because we have it separated from the world and our worship. Amen. And we think it's all right. We think it's all right. Listen, can I tell you this? You can't stay in the world and truly worship the Lord Jesus. Worship is following the command and the instructions that are in the word of God. John chapter number four. That lady didn't know what she was talking about. Y'all have met people like this. Our daddies go up there and worship on that mountain. The Lord said, you don't know what you worship. How would you like that? I mean, you're so, you're so dogmatic about the way y'all worship. Jesus was. Didn't he say that? 
He says, woman, you know not what you worship. That's in our language. You don't know what you worship. Are you with me? Let me give you this. Let me give you not just Sunday and Wednesday worshipers. God's looking for worshipers that will worship with their lives through the whole week. And so if we do that, we can't compromise the place of worship. I'd say this. Let me interject. Thank God for the church house where we can come and worship the Lord Jesus. Listen, he's trying to compromise the place. What have we compromised for the place of worship? I'm not preaching here, but this will preach. Ball games, have, we've compromised ball games uh, for the church house. Uh, we ball, we, we, we've compromised the racetrack. You know, they're trying to get that racetrack going back to North Wilkesboro. We want you back. I'm like, you don't even know what come out of that mess. I mean, beer galore. People run out of beer every time they had it. And if you live near it, all you hear is, crazy people hanging around that place. We want you back. Want you back? I mean, this preacher's praying that that place would go away. How you think about it? I like a race. Listen, friend, if you can ride 500 miles in a car, I'm going to get out somewhere different where I started. Hey, you know what all that done up there? It would take Sundays and, and every, pre- well, I, my dad's pastored my whole life in the same place. He's been there 39 years. And, and it would be like, well, the race is coming next week. People get there early for it, you know? Kind of like that Merle Mass, Fert Fest. It's yeah. going on up there. And they get there early for it. They get there early for that, but they won't get there early for church. What have we compromised for place? Uh, we compromise. We compromise the church house, the place of worship, for birthday parties. I'm tired of birthday parties. For birthday parties. Well, preacher, we'd be there. I'm not even preaching here, really. Uh, we'd be there, but Sue's got a look. She, she's got a birthday party. That's all right. God said he wouldn't share his glory with no man. You do what you want to do. Everybody might end up with a stomach bug or something. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm just too tired. You know, I can't go. But we've compromised. And this is what he's trying to do here is compromise the place of worship. Don't go in three days' journey in the wilderness. Just go back there. Preacher, we can stay at the house and worship. Well, compromise is like the man that went bear hunting. He was wanting a fur coat, and the bear was wanting a full belly. And so the man stopped to talk to the bear about it. And when he stopped, he walked away. Listen, they both got their wishes granted. It just wasn't how they thought it would be. You see, the bear ate the man, but he had a fur coat, and then the bear was was full. And so that's what compromise does. Listen, I'm here to tell you, I'm not preaching this, but do not compromise this place of worship. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the local church. Amen. Make the house of God a grand, a big, grand ordeal. Why? Because it is a big deal. Amen. That's why Jesus Christ died. He died for the church. Do not forsake the assembly here. Amen. And I know I'm talking to the Sunday night crowd. Some of you won't even be here tomorrow because you got something going on. I was asked to be here. I can say whatever I want to, praise God. Amen. Now, I'm going to go back over there and somewhere, and then if they kick me out here, I'm going to come right here and be hospitality. And you're going to have to smile at me come to the door. I'm going to say, sure, it's good to see you. You want some coffee? You know? But here's what he did. He tried to compromise the place, compromise the place of worship. Secondly, he tried to compromise the passion of worship. Look what he said in verse 28. He says, he says I will let you go that you may sacrifice the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall, uh-oh, y'all have already read it, you shall not go very far away. Ha, listen, I don't mind you being a Christian, but don't take it so far. 
this was a temptation to compromise his distance that he would go with the Lord. Listen, the world doesn't mind Christians or godly homes until you take it too far. And now you've made them uncomfortable. And they say, well, I'm a Christian too, but I don't take it that far. Don't be a fanatic, they'll say. Don't blow out my candle because you have a standard of life. We're under grace, you know. If I had a quarter for every time I've heard that, I'd have, I don't know how much I'd have, but I'd have a couple quarters, amen. (laughs) We're under grace, preacher. Just don't get so passionate about it. Well, I'm sorry, but listen. Hey, living for God's a big deal, friend. And so we need to take, if you're going to take something far, praise God, take your passion for living for God. Listen, leaving a family's a big deal for the Lord. Amen. People will tell you, we hear that. Y'all hear that. Listen, I'm among friends here tonight, and y'all are doing it, and I just praise you. Amen. People are fine with you raising your youngins in a godly home, but just don't, don't take it too far. I'm getting somewhere. You're doing well. I say this, thank God for those who love God, believe his word enough that they go all the way with the Lord. Amen. I'm talking about, I'm talking about to really believe it enough that it drastically, dramatically changes yours and your family's lifestyle. Amen. Listen, I don't know about you, but that new creature to me meant new creature. Amen. Amen. Let's keep going. Don't compromise your stand and passion for the Lord. But if you do, make sure it's just a little farther with the Lord. Amen. But I want you to see this. Moses gave him a confirmation here. To the place and the passion of worship. Look what he says in verse uh, yeah, 8, 26, 27. He says, Moses said, it's not meat to do. We can't sacrifice. For if we shall sacrifice the abomination. He said, if we start killing cows, then people go crazy. Yeah. Listen, they had them animal people there too. Y'all know. I don't know their names. But listen, we eat our own chickens. We grow, kill them. We eat them. Uh, our own hog meat, praise God. And uh, our cows, we do that. Amen. We, we do all that. But there's some people, you can't tell that around. Oh. You like kill it? Why don't you go to the store where it's already dead? I don't know. And so this is what Moses says. Moses said, look, if we, if we sacrifice the way that, that God has commanded us to do, I'm talking like slit his throat and bleed him out, them Egyptians are going to call the cops on us. Peter, that's their name. Ain't that what they are? Peter, y'all listening? Peter bread's good with turkey bacon, amen. But y'all know them folks, and this is what he says here. Look what he look at verse 26. It's it's not meat so to do. For we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. They they worship everything. Lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of Egyptians before their eyes? And they not stone us? You go to the cattle sale and see them little rabbits. Oh, they're so cute. And I say, are they good for eating? I thought, it was a, I thought it was a good question. But he says in verse 27, we will go three days journey that we, 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 I like what, I mean, Moses is a man. He's standing in front of Pharaoh who says, look, here's what you're going to do. He goes, we will go three days journey into the wilderness. No, he, he's confirmation. What did he say? No. He said no to temptation and compromise. He gave it a hearty no. You can't be wishy-washy about this, but straightforward and strong. He was faithful to God's word. He says, as he shall command me. What a statement. He had a fixed point of reference. That's right. what he said. Look what he says. He says, we will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice the Lord our God as he shall command us. He says, I'm just going off of God's word. 
I'm acting off of God. You know what we've got to have as individuals? But we've got to get back to what thus saith the word of God. Do you know what us as families have got to get back? We've got to get back to what thus saith. What do our churches have to get back to is what thus saith. What America has to get back to is what thus saith the word of God. And some of the world questions, why do you do what you do? Why do you have church like you do it? Why do you raise a family like you do Why do you have a standard of living? That we can say it's because God's word has commanded this way. Amen. Amen. So I like this Moses. Even when the whole world goes against God, we should do as he commanded in his word. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Unmove always abound the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, in the Lord. Stand. Amen. Stand. Hey, don't take it too far in raising your family for the Lord. We're going to do what God says. Hey, don't take it too far in them youngins and being at church. We're going to do what God says. You know what we need? We need some daddies who's going to stand. Hey, man, we need some mamas who's going to stand. We need some aunts and uncles and some grandmas and some grandpas who's going to stand. And say, we're going to do it because God said so. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get to going here again. Chapter, I'm about there. Amen. Chapter number 10 is where we started. Let's go back there. Amen. Here's the next compromise. There's four compromises here. First, the place of worship. Second, with the passion for worship. But then he had a compromise to the people of worship. Where I want to hit at, really. There's another compromise to the possessions in worship. We're not going to hit on that. But let's park right here in verse number 8, chapter 10. Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh and said unto them, Go serve the Lord, but who are you going to take? Who are they that shall go? Moses said, We will go with our young, with our old, with our sons, with our daughters, with our flocks, with our herds. We will go. Will we go? For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you as I will let you go, and your little ones look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. No, no, don't do that. Go now, you that are men. Serve the Lord for that you did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Can I tell you this? What was he was he was compromising the people of worship. And who did he target? Can I tell you, Satan's always trying to limit the people that will go to worship. We saw that last year, didn't we? He's doing a pretty good job at it. And a family kind of, I'm, I'm hitting on the family right here just for a minute. The family that's together and serving God, living for God, working together in the home. Encouraging each other is a family that's following the commands from God and is a family that's truly worshiping the Lord. You know what worship is? It's just following out the commands, the ordinances of the Word of God. Amen? Let me give you this. Look at what Pharaoh was trying to convince Moses of. Number one, he says this. He said unto them in verse number 10, Let the Lord be so with you as I will let you go and your little ones. Uh, look to it. Evil's before you. Here's what he said. You're going to take them little babies out there three days journey in the wilderness. Evil will befall you. Something bad might happen to them. Well, then he says, verse 11, well, don't, don't do that. Just go you that are men. Here's what he was saying. Number one, that he was protecting the children. You don't want them to get hurt something bad to happen to them, do you? Ain't Pharaoh such a good fella? So thoughtful. He didn't want the children to face any difficulties on the journey. I mean, that's a really nice guy, isn't it? No. No. Here's what he's saying. We, we're seeing this in our day. Let me say it like this. Well, you don't want your children to be raised like you were. You want better, right? Yes, sir. Hey, don't make them work. Give them what they want. Give them allowance. Hey, hey, don't make them wait for anything. Just give them what they want right then. Give them to us. We know what's best. We'll protect them. Matter of fact, we'll call you and make sure your kids are doing well. 
Or we'll send you something in a letter and see, or in the mail, and, and we'll, we'll see uh, how they're doing. Listen, don't, don't, don't tell them that God made them who they are. Tell them it's their choice to decide what they want to be. We know what's best. We're educated at this. And really, a youngin don't know what he is until he gets of age to really decide what he wants to be. We know better here at Pharaoh, Egypt, Egypt. We know better for these youngins. And you don't want to make it difficult on them. You don't want to tell them they're a boy when they come out of their girl, how God made them. You don't want to do that. Uh, you, you just leave it up to us. Don't, don't tell them no. Don't, don't ever tell a child no. Oh, no, that'll hurt their self-esteem. And you know, we're really soft in these days. That's oh, coming on the way over here. I told Tabitha, I said, uh, I'm about tired of these people getting offended. <laughs> there went a rabbit, and I'm just looking to see if it's got meat on it, right? Go ahead, brother. Offended. You offended me. Good. You know, build a bridge. Get over it. Amen. We're, we're raising a soft generation. We're raising a bunch of pansies is what we're raising. Amen, Brother Jack. Praise God. I like you, Brother Jack. I love you, Brother. Don't tell them no. That'll hurt their self-esteem. Don't try and discipline them for acting like a fool. That's the way they express themselves. They say that now. You're right. Go ahead. A young one will get in the floor and... And some uh, psychologists will say, well, that's the way they express themselves. Oh. Well, let me show you how I express myself. This is how we express it. Amen? This is how we express ourselves. And you want to look at that one and just give them a, and say, I'm sorry. That's how I express talking to idiots. Listen, we got to get in on this right Now, we're, I ain't even halfway. I've got five pages. I'm on three right now. All right? All right? And our desire, if y'all handle it tonight, you got a choice to come back tomorrow. I'm going to be here, praise God. Amen? We need this is what we need. Listen, don't, don't think you know what's best for them. We, the world, we know what's best. This is what Pharaoh's telling them. And listen, now, now they're debating in America to giving hormone blockers to children. They asked that, that man. Y'all, is that his name? That man. Uh, would you give hormone blockers without letting the, the parents know in school? And he said, well, I don't know. Come on, man. You know? Y'all get that too. Now. They're doing that today, folks. And so if your youngin's in a public school, they might be given a hormone blocker and you won't even know about it. But don't worry. Pharaoh knows best. Oh, yeah. He's looking out for us. Thank you, old Pharaoh. Get this, and for the sake of living, here's what they say. Don't, don't make them go and sing and sit and worship at church. Don't, don't make them do that. Give them a sweet little story and a pack of crackers and let them play. That's what they, most churches are doing now. Because you don't want them, you don't want them. Can I tell you why we're the shape we're in in churches? Because when they came into worship after years of playing, they didn't like it because worship was focused on him and not on them. And that's why we've had to change a whole platform and put up lights and, and, and have a man up here with a man bun because we don't want to offend him and him get up and play some soft mess and, and try to encourage. Get that mess out of here. That's what I said. And why, why is it getting like this? Why? Because the same youngins who we've made it all about them. 
This ain't even a message. Let me just get, I'm trying, Scott Caudill told me years ago, if you have a long introduction, you can have a short message. Amen. But here's what he's trying to tell them. He was trying to convince Moses that he was protecting the children. Secondly, he was trying to, he was trying to convince Moses that he would be a good parent for the children while they were away. Listen, when the men went away to worship, who would be watching the children? Egypt, right? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. I'm going to hit this. Don't take this wrong, but I thank God for the nursery. I really do. We've already used it. Matter of fact, when y'all started, I slipped back there and talked to the babies. I said, hey, guys, how are y'all? I think it was all boys in there. Well, that's, hey, guys, how y'all doing there? I said, man, I'm glad y'all are here. I'm going to come to y'all's church back here. I like this, you know? And so I like that. And we use that. Mama's already had to go out. I like that. But can I tell you this? The best thing that a child can see is his and her daddy and mama worshiping the Lord. Amen. Uh, we told about the church, and we've got a nursery, and we use it. I've got, listen, I've got five kids. Amen. I'm, I'm, I like a nursery. Amen. But when Johnny's five, he needs to be at the church. Amen. 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 And I enjoy the times when I can sit with my family in a meeting or sing with them, and we can worship together. Can I tell you this? My youngins have seen Mama and Daddy worship. They have. We were here, the uh, last time we was here, Brother Steve got over here in the glory. Y'all remember? Y'all don't remember. He does that all the time, but I remember that. He started talking about the Lord, and I got excited, and I found myself over here somewhere, and, and I, I got done, you know, and came back to myself, and I looked over at Elijah, and he's going, it, You know how nervous it makes him for Daddy to get excited? About like that. Amen. Amen. Mama gets excited sometimes and just goes, Stands up and they go. Yeah, they're back there taking notes. Annabelle's got at the top of her messages uh, the preacher and it says, Brother Dad. <laughs> and they'll see Mama get up in the glory sometime. They go, It ain't out of, it ain't out of place. And I like that, and we need that. Listen, I believe the two major influences in our homes that have been negative on the children, don't, don't kill me right here, but it's mama went to work and daddy quit worshiping. Yeah. Throw eggs, I'll eat them. But it's killed them. Daddy, your, your baby needs to see you getting the glory. Hey man, he needs to see you getting a little excited. Everyone's like, listen, it's our responsibility to raise and teach our children how to work, how to wash, how to be a witness, how to worship. Amen. How to worship. Listen, mom and daddy, the best parent for your child is you. Amen. The best parent is you. Not the world. And he's trying to convince them that he's a better parent. You're the best babysitter for your youngins. You're the best teacher for your youngins. You're the best health care provider for your youngins. You're the best, not the world, you are. Amen. Why is that? Because God gave them to you. Amen. Gave them to you. When you're at places and they start asking you questions about your youngins, you say, I'll, I'll take care of this. Yep. That's right. Amen. I don't fit in good with this world. I don't fit in good with it. Why? Because I believe God gave me them youngins. Amen. Amen. I like my, I love my youngins. They're good young. We have a good time. The world has said they know better than we do about our own children. But I say, show me in the word of God where that's true. And it's not. Let's keep going. He was, he was, he was trying to convince Moses that he was protecting the children, that he would be a good parent for the children while they were late. But he also was preventing the children to go to worship. Pharaoh says this, hey, I'll take care of your children while you go worship. And I say, no, I'm going to take my own children with me. And we're going to go worship together. Thank you. Amen. 
I say thank God for the family that comes to church. Amen. Amen. I like it whenever he said, Moses, who's going to go? Moses said, we, verse number nine, look at it. We, we will go with our young, with our old, with our sons and with our daughters. Can I tell you what he's trying to do? He's trying to prevent the children to go to worship. Hey, family, don't go to Canaan and leave your youngins in Egypt. Amen. Amen. Hey, daddy, don't go to Canaan and leave your youngins in Egypt. Yeah. Hey, mama, don't go to Canaan and leave your youngins in Egypt. Take them with you. Amen. Take them with you. Church, don't go to Canaan and leave the children in Egypt. If God's shown us the truth, we give it to the babies. If God's blessed you, you tell your youngins. If God's separate your family from the world, don't leave them babies in Egypt. Take them with you. It's a shame that daddy and mamas will go forward for the Lord but allow the kids to stay in Egypt. I'm talking about what they listen to and what they're involved in in that quiet time, reading God's word at home, at singing in the home, and what they wear to church. Listen, we wear our best to church, but we leave little Johnny that's 10 year old wearing whatever he wants to. Take him with you to Canaan. Take him to Canaan. Don't leave him in Egypt. I like Elijah told me yesterday, I said, son, if we can get home, feed the animals, and wash this car. I said, uh, uh, I might have a little bit of quiet time. He said, Daddy, I believe it would be a good evening. We'd just sit around and read. Don't leave them in Egypt. Don't leave them in Egypt. I've got so much. Listen, if you don't like, if you don't like mess in your house, make sure it don't come in for your youngins. My house is my house. God's put me in charge of it. My kids are young. They're not old right now, but they don't have a secret place at home. You see, before the Passover, that father would go through the house and he would take a feather. Get me now. And a dustpan. Feather. You know how, I mean, you got to be, and he would make sure there was no leaven in the house. And he'd dust it off into a dustpan. And that means he would go every crevice of the house. And people that say, well, my youngins, that's their room. I don't go in there. And they lock the door. I bought that door, and I'll take that door off the hinge. And I'm, I mean that with all the love in me. And if little Johnny, and somebody might be named Johnny here, and I'm using that a lot, but I'm sorry. If little Johnny's got a little lock box, Tannerite will open it. Amen. Well, he just needs his privacy. Not in my house. I had a preacher, he was preaching, one of my dear friends. He looked at his youngins and he said, I'll tell you right now, if my youngins ever try to run away, I'll break both their legs. And his son looked at me with Simon and he said, He really will. I'm saying this we were kids before, don't forget that. And so we need to take them to Canaan with us. Amen. Amen. Get them in the prayer room. Right. If you got it, I don't know if you, get them, get them shaking hands. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Get them singing the congregation. Stand up here, little Johnny, and sing Jesus Saves with me. Yeah. I'm talking about, tell them, tell them, tell them, well, they're going to be a nuisance. No, they're not going to be a nuisance. Don't prevent them. Bring them in. Tell them when they get to the age of understanding, listen, build it up. Hey, we're going to go to church tomorrow, youngins. We're going to go to church today. We're not going to play. 
All right? And we're not going to make a scene. This isn't about you. This is about worshiping the God who created you. Okay? You're going to have to, why do I have to sit? Because this isn't about, we're, we're going to worship Jesus today. Amen? And that's not mean. That's true. Then see, if you've got that mindset, it's because you've been brainwashed by the world. I'm sorry. You can get mad, but you know it's true. And I'll forgive you later if you ask me to forgive. I really will. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm trying to get us, get our minds, renew our minds. Man, we've been in this world and we've been eating it up too long. This is why we have many who say, well, what is, oh, here we go. Lord, help me. Preacher, Brother Brandon, you're the youth pastor. What do you have for our kids? Here's what I tell them. We've got a time allotted through the week that you can come and you can worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We had 61 on Wednesday evening. That's, I'm excited. I praise God. Amen. I got young men sit on the front. Amen. Amen. Talking to a, a, a dear preacher friend at the barbershop. He said, preacher, how's it going? I told him. He said, how do you do that? Like we, we, and I'm not against these things. I'm, Lord led us to this. But what do you do? I said, well, it's kind of simple. Here's what we do. We sing hymns. And I preach. And I warn, I warn them. I say, come back Wednesday and we're going to do it again. <laughs> different song, different message. But we're going to do it again. And they come back. Amen. But what do, you, what do you have for our youngins? Hey, listen, we've got to get back to just, I mean, just the simple truths of the gospel. Not just in the house of God, but in every day we worship. When we do our daily operations, listen, we're worshiping the Lord. And we do like Moses say, hey, we're going, we're going to take them with. But then we see the participation of the children. Verse 9, Moses said, we'll go with our young, with our old, with our sons, with our daughters. We will go. We're a family. We will do this life together. He said, we're not going to take them and drop them off. We're not going to send them. We're going together. Together. You didn't put that up there, did you, brother? You didn't know what I was going to preach on. He asked when I was preaching. I said, I don't remember. And, uh, and, and I had a title that was the relationship in the home. And here it is. It should be together. Together. And the world will try to throw everything at you to get the family separated. He will. It'll separate the family. You might like Boy Scouts. That's fine. But I read their thing there. And it said this at Boy Scouts. We do not encourage the parents to stay. I said, not for me. They're not in Egypt. I'm not leaving them in Egypt. Amen. I'm going to take them with me. Let me give you this and I'll be done. Amen. Amen. Just 8 o'clock. Listen, Moses gives us three truths here that we all need to grab a hold of. Are you ready for this? I'd encourage you to have a pen, not because of what I say, but it'll help you pay attention. Amen. I try to get my young as they do that. I try to alliterate everything. It just happens that way. Only songs I ever wrote don't make any sense, so I can't sing them out anywhere, you know. They're crazy, and the kids know them, and they, they can't sing them out. Nobody have us come back and sing or nothing, but amen. You got to come tomorrow. If you don't like my preaching, you might like their singing, amen? Amen. Here's, here's what Moses gives us, three truths, three truths. Here's the message. Number one, he said, I'm going to be careful who I allow, number one, to entertain my children. <clears throat> I'm going to be careful who I allow to entertain my children. Hey, who or what entertains your child the most of the day? Is it worship field or is it Egypt? Now, see, let's get down where rubber meets the road. 
And we can amen it, but let's say, it's me, O Lord. Draw a circle around your family and say, now it's talk to me, Spirit of God. And I'm not going to try to get in your business. I'm going to try to get all in your business because I want to help you. And I'm tired of seeing families ruined. Tired of seeing youngins that grow up and be deadbeats. I want to be something for the Lord. Amen. I've got one punch at this, and I'm going to give it to you. Listen, when they're watching something, is it heavenly truth or is it Hollywood trash? When they have free time, is they enjoying God's creation or some goofy cartoon? When it's a beautiful day at home, is it digging in the dirt or a dangerous device? So we, when we have a day together, is it drop them off of someone else or is it develop a friendship that way? By the way, listen, who and what your children are watching today is, is who they will be like tomorrow. And video games have killed a generation of imagination and creativity and common sense. And so I say this, I'm not saying do away with it, I'm saying limit screen time. I'm trying to help us right here. ADD and ADHD are all derived from or made worse from a child being in front of an imaginary life that flashes hundreds of different scenes every second. It's messing our people up. And it's the devil. Listen, I'm trying to help you. Listen, we got to grab a hold of this. Who's, who, who, who are we allowing to entertain our youngins? Are they filling their head up with, with worship-filled things? Or are they filling their head up with, with Hollywood trash? Is the world entertaining them? We've got to have God help us right there. He said, number two, I'm going to be careful, not with just who I enter, allow to entertain my children, but who I allow to educate my children. And who or what educated your child the most today? Was it worship-filled or Egypt? I know, preacher, I can't educate my child. Well, you can. It may not be feasible, but you could do it. I had somebody, I don't know, six, seven years ago, uh, that, that, that slap told me off. I'll give you all some personal information. I'm going to. It don't matter if you want or not. <laughs> we had our first child. I was making $15,000 a year. Tap to decide to come home. We decided, as a family, she's going to stay home with our children. I had bills. We had a house. Lord, you're going to have to do this. I've got five children now. But preacher, you don't understand. My, and I know every situation is different. It might not be feasible for you to, to educate your child at home. But I would say this. Sacrifice some things if you have to. If you can. I know there's a lot of single parent homes and you can't. I understand that. Don't throw rock. I understand. I'm a pastor. I'm around people. I understand. But I am saying this. A lot of times we use that as an excuse. And now the person that chewed us out, what, seven years ago, is at home. How'd you do it? Well, we just decided to sacrifice. It's going to take that, folks. Uh, can I give it? My brother might be watching tonight, him and his wife. Uh, she came home to, to raise her children. She was making $80,000 a year. He said, how are we going to do it? She said, I don't know. We're, we're going to do it. He said, yeah, we're going to do it. Why? Because they saw the fruit, really, of what we had done. And guess what? They're at home. And he'll tell me every day, Seth, I don't even, we hadn't missed anything. That's right. I know this ain't popular. And some of you get mad at That's fine. I'm going back to Little Elkin when I'm done. Amen. I'm still going to come back. And if they kick me out, I'm going to be the hospitality, shake your hand, ask you coffee every time I'm here. But I'm trying to help you right here. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help. Listen, I'll go to say this. If you, if you, if you, if you have to, at least know who's educating your child. If you know they're being taught what to think more than how to think from their teachers, step up and say something. 
Amen. Uh, no, yes. Let me just, according to studies, from birth to the age of eight are the most impressionable years. And so we need to make sure those years count for Jesus. Most universities are a godless, liberal, trash field waste of money. I said it. Most universities. I didn't say all of them. So the one that you think might not be, probably that's the one I'll say, okay? Just to keep, you know, if at all, be peaceful, make peace with all men, if at all possible, right? But most of them are. We've got Appalachian just very close to Wilkes County. And I know plenty of young people who have went there and good youngins and have come out messed up. That's right. Messed up. And their parents have paid for them to be messed up. That's right. I'm thinking of, of, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of three that came out as sodomites. Messed up. And mom and daddy said, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. You, you cut off that line of financing. That's what you do. But they're, and I, I'll go, I'll go on record to say this. Oh, <clears throat> can I help you? I've got people, my, I've got two teachers, a principal, and a man who's on the board of education at my church. And what I'm saying tonight, I preach at my church. Do I not, Brother Josh? I'm against universities. I'm against universities. And I can say that. Why? Because universities will stand up and say, I'm against the church. But see, we messed up. We don't want to offend nobody. But we need somebody to stand up like Moses, praise God. Get a backbone like a saw log. Amen. And make a stand. I mean stand. And if you, listen, if, you, if the Lord's called you and you see it's your place that you have to go off to some of those. Uh, I've told my young people, if you have to, I've got a young man right now that, that God's laid on him. He wants to be an engineer. And he's, he's, one, he's, one of, he's one of my top young men. And I told him, I said, well, you'll get this. Your pastor will call you every day. At the same time, if you don't answer it, I'm coming. Amen. And I said this, I'm going to find you a church down there if you have to move down there, and I'm going to make sure you're there. And if you're not, I'm coming. Because I ain't losing no more youngins. And we need that. We need that. Hey, listen, you know what Moses said? I'm not going to allow Egypt while I'm gone to educate my youngins. I'm not going to allow them, and I'm not going to pay for a child to be corrupted. Listen, most children and parents today are educated by, oh, are educated on truth by VeggieTales. And that's true. You heard the story of Moses? Oh, yeah, we see the little cucumber talk about it. Oh, you talking about Jonah? Oh, yeah, yeah, and they slap people with a fish? No, friend, they used to boil people, and then they skin them while they was alive. They didn't slap them with fish. It's a lot worse than that. But people, I'm telling the truth, you're young and it's educated on the Bible, not because of what mom and daddy's been saying or the preacher's been saying, but because of what Veggie Tales is saying. God help us right there. Listen, most children and parents today are educated on marriage by a show called Married with Children. Most children and parents today are educated on work ethic by SpongeBob SquarePants. And you know I'm telling the truth. Most of them today are, are most, most children and parents today, most of them are educated on being a man by a show called King of the Hill. Who's educating our youngins? Who educate them through the week? Studies show that parents only speak to their youngins an average of 38 minutes a week. Other than putting your shoes on, Brush your teeth. Good night. 
come here, eat, pick up, clean that up. Just think about it, the last week. How much have you just talked to you, young? You see where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this? And we'll say we don't have any, any time, but how, how much have they watched something? Listen, we're being taught, we're being educated on real life by a show called Grey's Anatomy. We don't have a TV. I'll say that. I'm one of them old time. I don't even know I'm old time, but I just am because that's what they say when they're mad at you. And I'm not recovering from a thing either. Amen. Amen. I'm a remaining. Amen. And I, I believe it's going to get to job. People say this, well, your youngins ain't going to fit in with society. You know what I say? Yeah. Amen. I want them to reach a world with the gospel of Christ, not fit in with Listen, most children and parents today are, 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 are taught on providing or educated on providing by a show called Everybody Loves Raymond. Most, most, most women today and most wives are, are, are educated on being a wife by a show called Roseanne. You know I'm telling the truth. You've got more education off of them shows than you have off the Word of God because you spent more time there. It's a known fact, friend. Listen, most most children, most parents today are educated on overcoming struggles in life by Dr. Phil. Absolutely. And he'll sit there with somebody who thinks there's somebody else and say, listen, it's okay you're like that. Hogwash. I say this, who's got the greatest influence, who has the greatest influence in your children's life and your life and my life is who they are listening to for educated advice. And so if we put them in front of something, that's who's educating them. And Moses said, listen, I'm going to be careful with who I allow to entertain my youngins. I'm going to be careful who I allow to educate my youngins. And he said, number three, he said, I'm going to be careful who I allow my youngins to be involved with. I want to know who they're around. I want to know whenever I am, if I am going away, who they're hanging out with. Listen, who or what our family and my children, your children are involved in this last week. Was it worshipful or was it Egypt? Who are they involved with? I tell you this, dad, mom, y'all should be the most involved with your children, not their BFF. Not even their BF. It'll be mom and daddy. Amen. Where are they at? Well, they're over there at their boyfriend's house. That's a whole other subject. They're over there. Or who's anybody with them? I don't know. Huh? Well, they won't tell me. Huh? They ride in your car. You put an insurance on it. They got a phone. Huh? Absolutely. Who they involved with? Who they involved with? Don't forget you as a youngin at one time. Man, we forgot that, haven't we? Listen, can I get you this? God help us. God didn't give our, our, God didn't give your and my babies for grandma and grandpa to raise. Listen, they've already went through that season. Let them be grandparents. We're seeing that. I know, it, you know it's, it's, we're seeing a lot of that. And thank God for grandparents that'll take them up. Amen. There's a lot of deadbeat mom and daddies. Amen. And so the grandparents have to, and thank you, listen, if you've got to do that, amen. But if you're a deadbeat parent, it's time to grow up. I'm talking about, I'm talking about just, I'm talking about just grow up. Amen. Amen. Raise your own youngins. Amen. Raise your own young. I've got five youngins. And listen, and people tell you, you're going to have any more. I might. What's it up to you? It don't got nothing to do with you. Amen. I pay, listen, government ain't paying nothing on them young. I'm paying for them youngins. 
and I'll work, work all. You, you, you just work, praise God, love God, worship God, stay with God, believe God. He'll take care of you. Amen. He will. People tell us that. You, you know, we got a man right. I'm thinking of this man time. I mean, well, that's enough. Huh? And I really want to say, listen, just because you didn't do a good job raising your youngest don't mean I'm not going to try to. Amen. Just because your youngest ain't no count don't mean that mine, don't, they don't have to be that way. Right. They might turn out like that, but they ain't going to be in they, my house, praise God. Amen. Amen. I said amen on that. Amen. 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 Listen, don't, don't, grandma and grandpa, they're not to raise you. They already been there. Listen, God didn't give you those babies. Oh, hell. Listen, God, did, God didn't give them babies for the daycare to raise. They used to have daycares back in the day, but they called them orphanages, and it was for children that their parents didn't have time for. And what's the deal with this? You got a day off and still drop them off at the daycare. Oh, my land. That, that about boils me. What are you doing today? Well, I got a day off. What are you doing now? I mean, where are you? I'm going to take my youngest over to daycare. We paid for it. What are you doing, preacher? Just clean my gun. Same people, five years later, preacher. Am I right? Preacher, you had, no, I'm trying to hurry. God doesn't expect for gymnastics and dance and baseball and the gym and all these things to be the most involved in your child's life. I'm against some of that stuff too. Hey man, I preach against some stuff I don't even know I'm against. Hey man. Let me give you this and I'll go ahead and throw this in. This won't cost you any extra. That gymnastics and dance for little girls and they run them around in their undergarments and put makeup all over them. That's wicked, that's wicked, that's wicked. And then you, listen, you know this whole world's perverted with these, these, uh, these hooligans that need to be lynched, you know, traffickers, amen, and, and, and some of them that, that take advantage of young people, and we just got some more uh, uh, info of some of it that's going, and, and they're selling, now listen, they're selling photos of little babies in their undergarments all across the world. And we got people coming to church and put their youngins on the, on the internet and parading and putting enough makeup on that you could paint a barn with, friend. And putting them in undergarments. And say, she done so good today. Get mad at me, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Ain't no sense for a young and have makeup on. I said, ain't no sense. I said, ain't no sense for a young and have makeup on. And some of you men can't say amen because you wife to get mad right there. You know, I'm telling the truth. And what you need to do, Daddy, is get a backbone and go home and say, Honey, we ain't going to make my youngin look like a harlot. We're going to let her be a youngin. Amen. Amen. He asked me to come here, brother. Amen. Amen. We had a lady ask, I'm, I'm done. Right now, I'm just going to talk to you. Amen. We had a lady come, asked Tabitha one time, said, please pray. And listen, I don't know. I know Brother Ricky's one of my dearest friends. I love him. He's going to come a little lelkin whenever, he, whenever they kick him out up here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love him. I, I don't know y'all's business. but I, There's a lady called Tabitha one time, said, please pray that my daughter would make the cheerleading team. 
I just lost y'all right there. I just did. Cheerleading team. Y'all know what cheerleaders wear? Nothing. If I wouldn't wear it to church, matter of fact, if you wouldn't do if you wouldn't do things in church, you would not do them outside these buildings. Amen. I'm talking about I'm talking about this. I'm talking about Moses said, "Hey, I'm gonna be careful who I allow to educate my youngins, who I allow to entertain my youngins, and who I allow my youngins to be involved in." But preacher, that's what they want to do. Listen. Most kids ain't, and, and, and they're, we, we don't give them enough credit. Listen, most kids have mastered a foreign language in two years, right? By the time you're young, it's two. They know, the whole, they know a whole language, right? And so give them credit. Praise God. But mamas and daddies, God gave them to you to make some decisions for them, to make some choices for them. And it don't, listen, my daddy used to hurt my feelings. My mama used to hurt my feelings. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. Daddy, I only remember my daddy, I only remember him uh, disciplining me one time. That's all I wanted. I didn't really want anything else. That was good. But mama, mama just did it for fun. And you mamas know it's the truth, too. Yeah. She said, go in the bedroom and get your belt. I don't know what belt, mama. Just pick one out. And I'm coming, and I'd hear, yeah. dear God in heaven, come quickly. <laughs> Amen. Mama taught me about religion. Get right with God. Amen. Amen. And it'd be all right. I want to give you something a little different. Y'all know about the order of the home. I thought about going there. You know the order of the home. You just need to do it. Most homes, if you went to the house and spiritually looked at it, you'd have a sign on the door that said out of order, and that's the problem. Uh, most, most, if they could get that, it'd be all right. Preacher, you saying your house is perfect? I'm not. Please don't, please don't, please don't think that. Matter of fact, we were sitting, and this happens often. My kids know how to sit and listen. Amen. And these youngins, man, y'all are good. Praise God. Y'all have had a long day. I know you have. Four o'clock ordination council. Five o'clock Choir practice, praise God. But praise God, they're doing all right. Amen. Y'all youngest have done good. Praise God. Amen. But they come up to us. I mean, it happens on a regular basis. And, and are these all your kids? I'm like, well, well, that one is. <laughs> <laughs> Them threes, that's hers, you know. <laughs> yeah, they are. And a man told us yesterday, we're sitting at Maddie's, amen. And that's a little place up in Elkin if you're looking for something good. And the cook's a preacher, amen. And so, and so, who was in there? Fellow says, "This." I said, "Yes, sir." And he said, "I'm going to tell you, these are these are some well-behaved youngins." And I said, "Well, to God be the glory." So I tell him, "To God be the glory." He walked away, and I said, "That man has no idea what's going on right now." Amen. And so we started laughing and talking about. Kind of, kind of what was going on with each other. You know? And so one of them had had an accident. You know? and so it's kind of like, we, we got to get you changed. We're not going home. <laughs> and how, you know, the other one's like, you know, and so then one of them spilled drink everywhere. They said, every time we eat, they do. And so we're trying to conceal that and get the best that we can, you know, without making a scene. And, 
And so, you know, it looks like, and that's the way, you know, all families, they look like they got it together. But we need help from the Lord. And you can trace it back. Most, most homes are out of order. Or number two, it's because of outside influences. It is. And so I'm saying this. Moses stood up and said this. We're going to worship. And I'm taking my youngins. And I'm not going to leave them in the hands of Egypt. But it's going to be pretty hard. I know it is. But it might hold you back from getting there in three days. I know that. See, we've come to the realization of this. This season in our life, I've talked to Brother Pope about it. The season of life that we're in with our children, there's some things the world would say well, you're missing out on. But I say, no, this is the season that the Lord's allotted for us right. now. Right. And I'm fine with that. I'm, fi I'm totally, I'm totally fine. And so Moses said, I know that, but it'll be fine. And so whatever excuse that the world will throw at you, just look back at them and say, that's fine. But I'm taking my babies to Canaan land. Hey, can I tell you, we're a people going somewhere, amen? Canaan land's that submitted life to the Lord, amen? And you know what, I want to, I want to get my babies there before they leave home. Are you with me right there? I want my babies to, to, have some, to have some things about them where whenever they do leave the home, there's some things established. Amen. And then when they leave, guess what? They just got to get to getting their babies. Amen. Now, I'm not, I'm not uh, they ain't going nowhere. Praise God till they're 40 or 2, 45. Amen. Now, I've got so much to say. Y'all come back tomorrow. Amen. I love you. But parents, youngins. Listen, love you, mom and daddy. It says obey the obey your parents, Lord, for this is right. Because they're they're really your parents want the best for you. Amen. They do. They love you more than anybody else in this world. And God gave you say, Well, I wish so and so was my parents. No, you don't. Because God gave your parents to you. And mom and daddy, listen, your kids are yours. People will look at us and say, My kids just ain't like that. Listen, ours didn't they didn't just happen to be. Right? It don't just happen. And again, don't, don't elevate, say it, elevate the word of God. Amen? Elevate this. But when you're going to Canaan, don't leave your babies in Egypt. Father, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Lord, thank you for these people, my friends. Thank you for this place. Thank you that you've called us to separate ourselves from Egypt, from the world. And we're on our way. We're on our way. And I pray God you'd help us. Help us not to be guilty. The, the world's going to try to make us compromise. Satan's going to want our youngins. He wants our babies. He wants us to leave them in Egypt. He'll take care of them. God help us as mom and daddies to say no. No, they're mine. Be like Moses said, we will go together together if it's all right with the preacher i'm gonna i'm gonna give an invitation if that's all right preacher can we just stand across the house with our heads bowed and eyes closed and let the spirit of god do a work listen i love you and if you've got one preacher that's pulling for you it's me and i want to be a straight i want to be a straight shooter for the reason of we've sugar-coated so long that we've lost we've lost a generation We've lost a generation. 
I think it'd be meet tonight if, if you wanted to get your youngins together. Come to an altar, pray, say, oh God. Oh God, don't, don't, don't let me leave my babies in Egypt. Oh God, don't let me get to Canaan land and look back and see that Pharaoh's been raising my youngins while I've been on that journey. Oh, would you come? God bless these. God bless these. Say, preacher, I don't even have any youngins or my youngins are grown. Why don't you get your wife or your husband and I'm going to say this, husbands, why not be the man of the house right now and say, honey, let's go pray for our babies. God help us. We've got to get back to the Word of God. We've got to quit going with culture. God bless these. God bless these. Some of you mamas and daddies got youngins out in Egypt. You need God to do a work. I'd bring them to the Lord. God help us right there. Don't go to Canaan. Leave your babies in Egypt. Please don't. Take them with you. They're not a nuisance. If they make it a day later, listen, it's fine. If you've got to stop on the road a couple extra times for bathroom breaks to get in there, it's fine. But don't leave them. God, don't leave them. My heart breaks because we've lost a generation. And how many more are we going to lose before we realize that we've done it wrong, we've left the Word of God. We've got on board with this culture. Oh, God help us. God bless these that's come. Would you come? Would you come? I'm going to let your pastor come finish it. Would you come? Help us do a work, Lord Jesus. bow our heads just for a moment if you would folks are in the altar well I'm so glad God's met with us today it's exactly what we needed tonight right on target I think the Lord hit the bullseye today you know when uh, and, and this happened well this happened this week my wife and I were in a funeral this week we had a lady right in the middle of the service under cardiac arrest, right in the middle of the service. Sometimes when your heart stops, and this lady's heart did, sometimes you got to do something drastic. When the life leaves, you got to do something drastic. You say, man, that's pretty drastic preaching tonight. Well, hallelujah. Maybe it'll give us the jolt to do what we need to do in our homes. 
get our kids back again. I was right on course tonight. It was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful preaching. Can I just ask this with heads bowed tonight? Can I ask this real quickly? Because there's a lot of folks here tonight, and folks are watching by way of live stream. I wonder if there may be one here tonight, anywhere, anywhere across the auditorium, and you don't know for sure if you were to die that you would go to heaven. I, would, I wouldn't embarrass you for the world, but I sure want to pray for you right now. Is there one like that anywhere right now? you just slip your hand up. You'd say, Pastor, I don't know. If I died, I'm not, I'm not sure that I would go to heaven. Would you pray for me right now? You'd raise your hand. Can I pray for you? Is there one like that anywhere here tonight? If you're watching by way of live stream this evening and you don't know Christ as your Savior, would you call that number that's on your screen right now? There's a number at the bottom of your screen. 704-327-5662. That's our prayer helpline. Would you call that number right now? We've got somebody waiting. They're waiting to answer your call. Would you call that number right now? We would love to pray with you right now about how you can know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Oh, we got some help tonight. You can look up this way. Folks are still on the altar. The invitation's still wide open tonight. We're going to sing a chorus or two this evening before you leave. It's just a simple chorus that says, Jesus, use me. We're going to sing this. If you need to come, the altars are open. In fact, I'm going to ask a couple of our personal workers if they'd make their way up here to the front uh, across the altar here. We're going to sing this song, and if you've got a need tonight, if you need to be saved, if you need prayer tonight, I want to encourage you to come right now. Uh, maybe you've just got a heavy burden tonight, and you need someone to pray with you. You come tonight, and there'll be somebody here to meet you. Let's sing it. Ready? Jesus, use me, and oh Lord, God, if you see, surely there's a work that I can do.
And it was gourmet tonight. It was buffet style. And, uh, boy, it was great. We, we've, enjoyed, we've enjoyed the Lord tonight. You can remain standing because we're going to be out of here in just a second. But I want to ask, I want to ask all the ordaining council, if you guys would come up. We're going to get a picture real quick, a group picture with these young men that we ordained tonight. And so if you were part of the ordaining council or if you're one of the men who came through and did the laying on of hands, if you guys would come up. And uh, Brandon and uh, Justin, you guys come up tonight. Just get right here in the front, if you will. And fellas, if you'll just come around, and we're gonna we're gonna get a, a picture real quick tonight, and then we're gonna be on, we're gonna be on our way tonight. All right, great. Thank you, guys. Thank you all very, very much. Hey, listen, we're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer. We're going to meet tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. The doors will be open much sooner than that. I want to encourage you to get here early and get here early for a time of fellowship. And we're going to sing a little while tomorrow night. Brother Seth's going to preach tomorrow night. Bring somebody with you tomorrow evening. Listen, we're coming out of this COVID thing, and it's time to get back to church again. And so I want to encourage you, bring somebody back tomorrow night. You might know someone that's really, really struggling right now. Uh, bring them back and so they can get some help tomorrow evening from the service. All hearts free. Had it been good to be in the Lord's house today. We're going to be dismissed in a word of prayer. And, uh, again, we're so, we're so thankful that you're here. Uh, Brother Ronnie, where are you at? Brother Ronnie Looney, come on up here, if you will, brother. I'm going to have you dismiss us in prayer. Brother Seth's at the back. Be sure you stop by and shake his hand. Uh, and let him know you appreciate the message. By the way, we've got the uh, we've got the offering jar in the back. If you feel led to help out with Brother Tim and Miss Hannah, just a little bit tonight. And so, listen, have a great night. Be careful going home, and we'll see you tomorrow night at seven p.m. Let's pray, Father. Thank you for the services today, Lord. You've shown up, and Father, it's been a blessing. We certainly honor you and praise you and give you the glory for everything that has been accomplished. And I pray now that you would help us as we go out into this world, that we would be the light that we ought to be, that people could see Jesus in us. Have your will and way. God bless the services tomorrow night, and may your will be done in Christ's name, and for his sake we pray, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. We consider it an honor to serve you. And our prayer is that the service was a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you were impacted today by the preaching of God's Word, we encourage you to respond. If we can pray with you, or if you would like to make a decision today for Christ, please call us here at 704-327-5662. We have people waiting right now on the lines prepared to help you. Again, Thank you for joining us today. 
and we hope to welcome you again soon. Have a wonderful week.